Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. I'm Rick, and my guest today is Jim Ferguson, the artist behind Jim Ferguson Making a Scene.com. Thanks for joining me, Jim. Uh, good to be talking to you finally. Good to hear from you too. For any listeners who's not familiar with Jim's work, uh, you basically take scenes from classic games and from classic movies, and you recreate them in, is it pencil, crayon, or, or colored pen? What is your it's, medium? Uh, it's all uh, ink pen and uh, illustration markers. Uh, it's a marker brand called uh, Copic Marker. Uh, they're actually stupid expensive, and uh, but it's basically the top-of-the-line marker you can get. Yeah. Hey, wow, that's uh, I mean, that's really impressive because it like you you basically recreate the scene uh, perfectly, and it's really cool because obviously because it is hand drawn, it it gives it that hand drawn look, so it actually looks like you know, really cool art, but it, and not a screenshot from the games and movies. Um, right. Uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, especially with the, uh, computer games, like, uh, I imagine some of those were actually hand drawn at one time, but they're nearly impossible to find. Either they've all been tossed out or, or they're in really collections that, you know, you can't really go and see, but I'll, I wanted some that, that were actually hand drawn. So the only mm-hmm. way I could do it was make it myself. So. Well, that's awesome. So how how long have you been uh, drawing? Uh, I've been drawing since I was like a little kid, but uh Oh right, sorry. Then... I should, <laughs> sorry, I should clarify. How how long have you been like um uh, yeah, how long have you been drawing professionally? Uh okay, so I mean, I did go to school for art and then a little bit of college and then uh my career got in the way of college, so I quit college, started doing other things and then uh didn't draw for about I don't know, probably about 10 years and then decided to hop back on it. But uh I probably started drawing again in uh, late 2011 and then started actually selling art in 2012 and then quit my job to be a full-time artist in 2014. It feeds my wife and three kids, so... Oh, nice. Put the, house, uh, put the roof overhead, so... Oh, that's great. Can't complain. No. Uh, very, very few artists can really do it full-time. So do you get most of your business from your website or from uh, conventions? Um, I would say it's almost 50-50. It's probably like 60-40. I probably get uh, 60% of my income from conventions. Probably the other 40 is like either online or commissions or uh, like uh, or wholesale sales where yeah. I'm selling to like a shop or something. But uh, yeah, it, it well, it's probably about 50-50. Okay. Like do you do uh, commissioned work like outside of uh, what we see yeah. on your site? But not a lot uh, because uh, I, I do about 20 to 25 conventions a year, so that puts me on the road almost every other uh, – Yeah, that's like know. that's like every other week, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, every other week. Wow. I almost have like a teacher schedule. I take a lot of the summer off and a lot of the like winter off. So I don't do anything in November and December. That's usually when I, I'll try to get a lot more art done you know, or take some commissions while I'm at home. Mm-hmm. So did you uh, did you start with the with uh, movies or the video games? Yeah, uh, actually, I started with uh, I started with movies first, and it wasn't ever the plan to actually draw movies. It was just uh, uh, actually the original plan was I wanted to make a video game, so I was trying to do concept work for it, but I was really really awful because I hadn't <laughs> drawn in so long. So I sat down with a like my old art supplies from college that were probably all dried out and not usable anyway. And sat down one night and was drawing, and uh, I think Die Hard was on TV, and it's like, well, 
draw what you know and draw what's around you. And I do like movies, so I was like, well, I'm just going to draw old Bruce Willis in that air duct. And I, I drew him, and then um, somebody on Facebook uh, Facebook commented that they would. They're like, oh, that's cool. I'd buy that. And I was like, uh, uh okay, it's for sale then. <laughs> they're like, no, I mean, I'd buy something like that. And I was like, oh, sorry for, you know, thanks for getting my hopes up. He was like, hey, draw me some Fight Club. And uh, I was like, all right, I drew, drew him some Fight Club. And I met him in a parking lot somewhere. And I was like, uh, here you go. How? And we never even discussed how much it was. And I was like, $50? And he was like, <laughs> no, let me give you $100. And yeah. So, you know, I got in back got back in the car with my wife and I was like, I got a hundred dollars and she just kinda like, Do that again then. So and uh, I did. I sold uh I did another drawing for somebody I worked with and then that first guy came back and he was like, Hey, I need something from the Goonies and I drew something from the Goonies and I got another guy at work bought another one from me and so within a month uh, I had enough to pay a car note and I was like, Well, let's keep doing this. And then I'm like, what can I do from here? So then I just started drawing other movies that I liked and not what people were asking me for. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I was like, well, I can't just keep drawing originals. Uh, I can make prints of these because not everybody's going to spend $100 to get an original. That's right. Uh, you know, but other people can spend $10, $15. So I started making some prints and then... You know, and that was in 2012, and uh, I did my first convention in that fall of uh, 2012, and I did pretty good considering how many prints I had, and I was like, well, where's the next one? And I found another one, and then I found another one, and, you know, and one year of doing conventions throughout the year and trying to juggle that with my job, then I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta quit. I think it was like June, I mean, uh, January 1st of 2014, I went to the boss, and I was like, um... Hey, I'm just letting you know I'm not gonna work here. <laughs> nice, that's a good feeling. Which kind of kind of sucked though because it was a super cool job. But you know, oh, what was it? Yeah, uh, I was actually a video engineer at NASA. Uh, worked at NASA for uh, nine years. Oh, jeez, yeah, that's a pretty cool job to to, uh, to be leaving. So that's uh, yeah. yeah. I, like I used to fly like uh, zero G flights. Um, I did uh, support uh, for the International Space Station and the shuttle missions and. Uh, uh, I talked to astronauts uh, while they were on the space station, like on the phone. You wow, know, those are some of the. I uh, flew with astronauts on the airplane, you know, in the zero G plane. So, like, I got to fly with astronauts. I got to meet astronauts. I got to work with astronauts, and it was pretty cool. But after a while, it was just I was just doing a job. Wow, it was time to go do something that I wanted to do. I, I looked through the website, and you have like pages and pages and pages of different uh, art for sale. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me is that I think you and I have very similar tastes in movies. Cause well, that's you like some really good and some really bad movies. Though. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure if I saw very many movies uh, that you drew from that I don't like the movie. But even then, it's sort of like, well, that's a really cool picture. Uh, you know, you had some really cool things from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Right, uh, right. The really cool Jabba scene from Return of the Jedi. Uh Dune. Yeah, so you're obviously a uh, you're obviously a big uh, film buff. What uh, what what's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Conan the Barbarian. Ooh, good pick. 
Like, uh, a lot of people are like, what? Your favorite movie is a cheesy barbarian movie? I'm like, if you think it's a cheesy barbarian movie, you haven't actually watched the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's correct. I like, fully agree Oliver with that Stone, statement. You know, I think, I think it was Oliver Stone that wrote, like, the screenplay for it. And if you actually read the books, like, he pulled a lot of info from the books and was very true to the character and did all this other stuff. And then, you know, believe it or not, Arnold was actually a good actor in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the special effects don't hold up, but, you know. All right, that's what they had back then. Yeah. Uh, then right behind that is Jaws. And, and of course, you, uh, you've you done a lot of video game scenes as well. So what, what what's, what's your favorite video game of all time, then, if you have one? Ooh, gosh, favorite video game. Or, or uh, even not, even if not necessarily of all time, or at least, like, your favorite video game at the moment. Okay. Uh, favorite video game of all time is Star Wars Galaxy. Really? Nice. Yeah. That's one that I have would, not actually that played. Would have to be it. Well, uh, there there are uh, God, what are they called? Because it was an MMO, and then you know they, it had a really cool like uh, like level structure where it wasn't just like oh you're level one now you're level two level three, like you could like cross class you could have like a little bit of skill points over here and being a like a like in pistols and then you could have a little bit of animal handling and you could just build that it just it was almost like how skyrim is it was whatever you worked on that's what you got better at and right then you could put your skills in it to level up and then uh world of warcraft came out shortly after and was still in all and you know every mmo player on every game was all going to that so star wars thought that star wars galaxies thought that if they made it more streamlined like like World of Warcraft, where it was just like, all right, now you're this, and you're just that, and, and now you're this, and just that. And, but everybody pretty much jumped ship right after that happened. Um, but there's a, a few, um, and like I said, I can't remember what they're called, but people have basically rebuilt the game on the computer, so you can go and still play it the way that it used to be. And I've hopped on there a few times, and uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, nice. So it's it... not like it used to be because all my oh. friends aren't anymore. So. Right, right. But the game itself, does it do it justice to the original? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, it, it, it's almost like playing the exact same game. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it really is using all – everything is exactly where it was. It, uh, like you you actually have to have the disc. Oh, okay. So, they, okay. so they basically uh, just they have restored. their own server set up and like built a new server so you can all go play. Oh, man. And uh, I wish they could have done that with uh, uh, City of Heroes also, but uh, City of Heroes was all, everything you needed was on their server, so once they pulled the plug on that, that game was dead forever. Oh, no, yeah, that's one that I really wish I had played when it was out, but uh, I just never really got into MMOs in general, but some of them always looked uh, really amazing. I remember hearing a lot of good things about Star Wars Galaxies when it first came out. I remember hearing the complaints when it changed. I didn't know specifics, but... uh, I it do. was bad. Yeah. What, do you have like a favorite piece that you uh, that you in terms of what you enjoyed most uh, drawing or recreating? Oh well, uh, most of the ones that I I'm really proud of and I like, I hated drawing them because they were stupid oh, hard. Right. But uh, like uh, one that's sticking out. Two of them that are sticking out recently because they I've done them this year. I think I did them this year. Uh, and I'm just kind of proud of how they turned out. Was I did one from Superman three, 
Mm, nice. Not that anybody ever wants to buy that one. But... <laughs> it's like, hey, do you have a print from Superman 3? It's like, why, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, I just did uh, one from uh, Lost Boys. And, uh, oh, nice. And, uh, that one was really hard also. But, uh, yeah, the new Sierra game ones I've been doing, um, I really like those, and I like doing them. Um, my only problem with those is that if I don't sell them online, like, I'm not selling them at all because, like, I go to a comic book convention with a bunch of people that are in their 20s and 30s, and, like, most of them have no idea what CRM right. was as a company. Or I was like, no, you had to take these discs and you had to put them in the computer, and then when you went to another <laughs> screen, you had to eject them and put another one in. Yeah. At least that's how it was for me when I was playing them because I, I had a Tandy 1000 and uh, it didn't have a hard drive. So each disc I had to load That's every right. time. I, I did have a I did have an IBM PC compatible, but it did not have a hard drive. So I, I feel I feel your pain on that one. <laughs> so you, I, yeah, you were doing the same thing then. Yeah, I I played uh, Heroes Quest, which was ten discs. I believe Colonel's Bequest was ten discs. And although I don't specifically remember the experience of it, so maybe my brain blocked it out. I did play Ultima Six without a hard drive. Yeah, I don't I, like. I never. I, I didn't get to play too many computer games, but the ones I did play, like I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, we didn't. Besides having the Tandy, uh, like my parents didn't. They were like, uh, my mom was a teacher, so she was like, "Oh, I'll bring home this Mac, and if you want to do anything on the computer, you can use this Mac." And I'm like, "Nothing's compatible with this. I can't even borrow games from my friends." So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would go over to a friend's house and we'd play, you know, uh, some of the games on there. And, uh, so my computer was actually my friend's computer until I was probably freshman or sophomore in high school and I saved up money and uh, built my own computer. So that was uh, that was my first one. And then my family was like, oh, we have a computer. I'm like, no, I have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in my room. I had to get a second uh, – I ended up having to get a second phone line for my own room so I could use the internet. That's right. Yeah. Another thing. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing a lot of people uh, may not ever have to experience for themselves is actually having to either tie up the phone line, the family phone line in order to use the internet or uh, like you and I did, we uh, had to actually buy a new phone line (laughs) in order to use that. Yeah. Or, or wait until everybody went to sleep and then get on and do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm What's sure... your favorite game? <laughs> um, I have, it is very well documented that my favorite game is the Quest for Glory series counted as one. Awesome. I've, awesome. I've actually had quite a few people um, quote that back to me. Like, it's like the obvious answer. Well, like, they know um, that it's the predictable one. I always one of my say. Favorite things in my room is I did that drawing of Quest for Glory with a hint of Heroes Quest in it. Mm-hmm. It's the opening of Spielberg, but I put the uh, the, the Heroes Quest uh, magic shop in there because I always like that one better than right. the Quest for Glory one. You and, know- uh, I, I've actually uh, looked at that, and I never noticed that until you just mentioned it now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, just... I played both of them, like, so much that yeah, they, they all me, blend together. Me too. Uh, I think I, it just didn't really occur to me, because I'm so familiar with both of them, it didn't really seem out of place. But yeah, uh, um, I kept the original, 
and um, I sent a match to the Coles, and the Coles both signed it, the match for me. So um, I don't have any of my own work, like original work, like in my office or in my house, like framed anywhere, mm-hmm. except for that piece. So nice. yeah. that's one of my most favorite games of all time, besides uh, Star Wars Galaxy. Right. It, it probably after that is probably the whole um, uh, Quest for Glory, Heroes Quest. Uh, and I don't know if you saw my post that I made like a few weeks ago, but on one of my trips I went on, I know you were trying to end it. Uh, I'm going to keep it going. Um, on one of the trips I was going on, I was trying to explain to a buddy, my buddy that was riding with me uh, about Quest for Glory. And I was like, look, you know, it's this cool place. And I'm like, you walk into the town. He's like, I go left. And I'm like, okay, we're going that route. <laughs> All right, so to your left, I was like, you see the the, the hero, hero tail in, and then uh, next door to that is the magic shop. He's like, oh, I go in the ma- magic shop. And I was like, oh, you see this and this and this. He's like, well, what can I buy? I'm like, you don't have that much money. And uh, over here is the guild hall. He's like, I go in the guild hall. He's like, I'm like, you see a quest board. He's like, oh, God, I'm reading the quest board. <laughs> And we ended up actually playing through the, the game. whole the whole game because um, I can remember the map and I'm like, but I kept catching myself go, uh, all right, in this screen you see this, and he's like, screen. I was like, right, never mind, you keep going down this trail. <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, I even made, uh, I told him, I, I was like, at any point in the time you can save, but once you save there, you know, if you need to save someplace else, you've got to say you save it again. So once he got into the uh, uh, the brigands barracks and stuff, like he died so many times, he got squished by an antwerp, uh, <laughs> and, like everything. I was like, you didn't look for the traps. You got to look for traps. Dude. So, but uh, he enjoyed it, and he was like, dude, we need. Uh, He's like, we have a big long trip to Orlando, like a twelve-hour drive there and a twelve-hour drive back. So between now and then, I really need to brush up on my uh, trial by fire. So I can. That was gonna be a hard one to run them through because it's you know mainly open desert and yeah. twisty map. Uh, so <laughs> gonna to have to make it easy. But anyway, uh, that that one was that was fun. Yeah, and, that's that's awesome. That's uh that's actually a really cool way to to pass the time. Yeah, and then uh like a week later, I was like, dude, come over to the house real quick. I gotta show you something. I was like, I pulled up the game. He's like, this is exactly what you. This is exactly what you said. Everything is exactly like I would think it would be in my head. Yeah, uh, my my first uh, my first game though that I had on a computer was uh, King's Quest Four, and that's what got me hooked on to everything. Good start. And then yeah, playing Heroes Quest at my friend's house, uh, and then we we took our money together and uh, bought uh, Quest for Glory too, and ordered it in the mail, and had to wait like what seemed like years for that game to come in. Yeah. Because we were kids, and it's like a week seems like months, and uh, we really wanted to play that game. And did, did, it, did it only take a week to get out? Oh, I don't even remember. I yeah. think it might have actually been like three weeks or something. It was, you know, mail order back in the day. You couldn't just go, I'm ordering this. You actually had to send something in, in the mail. That's right. That's what Ordered I... it, and then get it back. So it was probably, it was probably like three weeks. Yeah, that's what I remember. Uh, it was it was very standard. Everyone would say, uh, oh, "Please allow four to six weeks for delivery," because, like you said, it had to go. You had to fill out the form. You had to send mm-hmm. it. They had to receive it. They had to make sure the payment cleared, and then they had to send it back. Right. 
So it was probably it was probably four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. I I just remember it took forever, and we waited and we waited and we waited, and then I think you beat that game without me. Oh no! Yeah, because like I think it wouldn't quite run on my computer. So uh, because he was like, "Dude, we'll just make copies, and I'll play it at my house. You can play it at your house, and you know whatever." And then he beat it, and I couldn't even run it on my computer. So. Oh. Any cool uh, road stories since you're on the road so much every year? Uh oh, I, my my friend would love me to tell you this story. <laughs> okay. Told a, a ton of people. So we were driving, uh, driving from uh, Louisiana to uh, Portland, Oregon. Right. Which is a like a forty something hour drive. Uh, I was going to say that's like cr- across the country, isn't it? Uh well, pretty close from the south to the north west pardon my uh, ignorance of u.s geography because i am canadian so i am not really familiar with the placement of the states well uh yeah so anyway we'll just say it was a very long drive uh probably like at least a 40 40 something hour drive uh, so we drove and and we don't i mean we'll take turns sleeping but we never stop and sleep anywhere and we just keep going right and uh, we left from <clears throat> the southern coast of of, uh, of of the United States, which was the the weather was probably I don't know in the upper 90s, you know. So we left wearing shorts and flip flops, and uh, somewhere up uh, in the Rocky Mountains, uh, <laughs> it was snowing. And, uh, my friend got out and decided to. Uh, go to the bathroom I guess and uh, well he lost his flip-flops in the snow and then we had to try to dig it all out because they were buried in the snow but we're not snow prepared and I've we hardly ever see snow at all anyway so, yeah but you know it's like throwing an animal that doesn't understand what's going on and you know we're freezing <laughs> trying to get our flip-flops out or his flip-flop out. And then uh, after he gets it out, everywhere we stopped after that because he likes to talk to everybody. And uh, so he'd, we'd stop at a fast food place and order. And, and through the thing, he was like, hey, let me tell you what happened. I lost my flip He kept telling everybody on the trip <laughs> how he lost his flip-flop and how he lost it in the snow and, you know, why we were wearing flip-flops. And then, but then, like, so once we get into Oregon, way up in the west and there's a snowstorm going on because this is like february or something like that. right it wasn't february so uh we were in a like 90 degree weather and now we're like in snowstorm and we're really close to the hotel that they use for the outside shots of the shining oh no so it's only it's only about an hour and a half detour and we've already been driving for 40 something hours so we're like what's an hour and a half so we go through this crazy like mountain pass with like avalanches and stuff, and we get there and it's a uh, Timberline Lodge like at the base of Mount Hood, right outside of Portland, and we're still wearing flip flops and shorts, <laughs> and you know I'm wearing sunglasses. It looks like we just left the beach, but it's a ski lodge. So yeah. we all hop out of the car, walk out to the front of it, and you know we're taking pictures and pictures of ourselves with the hotel and everybody around us looks at it. It's like, we are just as stupid as we look, you know, like, what are y'all doing? It's like, y'all look like y'all came from the beach. Um, any favorite memories from the conventions? 
Oh yeah, I mean, there's a few of them. Uh, like uh, I've I've met a few actors, and like uh, they ended up being some of them ended up actually becoming like friends. Oh uh, sweet. So uh, like uh, uh, I met Sean Astin probably in 2000, uh, 2013, I think. Yes. I met him in 2013, and uh, uh, show and like I was getting some of my artwork signed from the Goonies, and he was like, "Oh, I like that." He was like, uh, "He's like, I need your help." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I am uh, running a Kickstarter." And I'm like, "Okay, tell me about this Kickstarter." And he's like, "It's a Kickstarter for a radio program he's doing, but he needed some artwork to send out as rewards." For people who backed it, and I was like, "Whatever you need, let me know. I'll get it for you." Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Kickstarter's over, and he's like, "All right, well, I need like a thousand prints from you." And I'm like, "But okay, <laughs> uh, I'll get that to you." So, you know, I got all these prints, I signed them all, sent them to him, and then everybody that backed his Kickstarter got one. Wow! And then, uh, so I ended up seeing them probably about about three three months later. Uh, at a different convention, and uh, he was like, hey, you know, thanks for helping me out with that. Uh, if you need anything, let me know. And I was like, well, I'm doing a Kickstarter, <laughs> and I was doing a Kickstarter for uh, one of my art books. And he was like, well, what do you need? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. He's like, let me write a foreword for your book. And I was like, that would be awesome. Oh, amazing. So he, wrote me a, so he wrote me a foreword for my book, and then he was like, uh, you need me to sign some prints? I mean, I did a thousand prints for you. What do you need? And I was like, I don't know. So I, I think he signed like I think it was either fifty or a hundred prints for me. I was able to. Uh, yeah, I I hope to have you on again soon. Hey, you give me a hundred and fifty dollars, you get a signed, framed Sean Aston print, and you also get um, one of my books. And so you know that really helped. I was able to uh, get funded pretty quick. Nice. Uh, with his help on that. And then after that, I was like, well, crap, I need a, uh, for the next year's book, I needed somebody else. And so I got, um, uh, the very first autograph I ever got, um, I didn't even get to meet him, but somebody got one of my, uh, drawings signed at a convention. And it kind of gave me the bug of like, Oh, I want to get some more of these signed by, by actors. But, uh, somebody took one of my big trouble in old China pictures and got, uh, James Hong to sign it. <laughs> and, uh, and um, somehow he got in contact with me because uh, I got an email going, um, I got this picture that you drew, and I like it, and, you know, I would like to, like, I would like to see more. So I drew some more pictures of him, and he signed some prints for me and sent my kids some Kung Fu Panda signed stuff, and I was like, oh, that's super cool, and uh, sent me, uh, like, a, Big Trouble in Little China comic book on my birthday, like a few years ago. So it was cool things like that. And he did my uh, my uh, my uh, third book, uh, my the foreword for that, and then uh, Chewbacca and his wife uh, did the foreword for my last book. Wow, that and uh, that's I, I've, really impressive. I've uh, I've been to their house a few times. Uh, I've you know there's a dog set in my lap. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm friends with uh, um, I'm friends with his uh, like his, his daughter and uh, her her fiance. Uh, like uh, 
Like, actually, I wasn't even planning on going to their house that night while I was just at another convention, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, hey, how are y'all doing? They're like, hey, uh, what are y'all doing? Let's go eat, and then I need to run by the house. And by the way, uh, hi, Chewbacca. And he was half asleep and just wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> I didn't talk to him much. But, uh, so one time, I was uh, I was at a convention, and I'm sitting there. like uh, I see somebody out of the corner of my eye flipping through my prints and looking them over and it, it's towards the end of the day and I've been tired and I'm, but I'm playing I'm not do, I'm doing what I'm not supposed to be doing I'm sitting there I'm playing on my phone and I just <laughs> I think to myself I'm like I'll just let them look for a second you know if they're interested they'll either say hey or uh, but I'll just give them a minute I'm not a pushy salesperson anyway so I'm right. just like all right you, you know just I'll give them a minute so I turn and I'll look and he looks up I look at him, he nods his head, and then scampers away, and it was Alan today. I'm just like, <laughs> like, man, like, I needed you to sign something. <laughs> and, like, you ran off. Like, like, yeah. I, I've, I've seen so many, like, one, one time I was uh, eating dinner, and I looked up and looked over to the left of me, and I was like, oh, that's Chewbacca. Cool. And then I looked behind me, and it was Adam West. And then next to Adam oh. West was Burt Ward. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> no, I was just sitting out at this, like, um, like hotel, like, outside patio area. And then, like, later on, I got a few drinks in me, and I was, like, found myself. I was talking to uh, Dirk Benedict. Uh, he was, like, in Starbucks and in the A-Team. Uh, oh, okay. Battlestar Galactica, uh, Battlestar Galactica and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And then later, I tried to buy Darth Maul a free drink. I didn't know it was open bar and it was free. And he was trying to pay for it. I was like, no, I got this. And he was like, all right. And then later on, he threw uh, one of the agents in the pool, which ends up, well, but it was all out of fun. Darth Maul just throwing the sky. And I was just like, this is weird. Which is exactly what I imagine Darth Maul would do if I saw him at a party. Yeah, he's pretty crazy. Uh, I've uh, I've hung out with him a few times, and uh, yeah, it's fun. He's always fun. Yeah, are there any uh, <laughs> are are there any uh, disappointing encounters with celebrities or like real <sighs> jerk celebrities or anything like that? Yes, there is, and it's a heartbreaker. Oh no! Do I want to <laughs> like, know this? The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want the whole world to know. All right, yeah, like. Like, uh, it was actually one of my first convention I went to, and I had a uh, Star Trek Next Generation print that mm-hmm. I had made. And I was like, I love that show. And it's like, but I only had, only had like maybe 50, 60 bucks. And I was like, well, I can only get one of these signs. I'm going to pick my favorite character on that show. So I went and got Jordy to sign it because he was my favorite. Yeah. So I went to go meet LeVar Burton, reading Rainbow himself. Yeah. And like, so I have my print. It's in this plastic sleeve with a cardboard thing in it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I gave him my 40 bucks and I just walked over and I was like, I was like, I drew this, this picture and I can only afford to get one of you guys to sign it. So I picked my favorite and as I'm trying to pull it out because it's stuck. He's like, he's like, man, you're going to have to be faster than that. He's like, hurry up. And I'm just <laughs> like, so I was like, I took it out, and I was like, just sign it. And I just threw it in front of him. Yeah. He just, but he was just like, hurry up. Oh, no. like, wait a minute. I paid 40 bucks, and you're going to rush me through the line, and I'm trying to tell you that you're like, 
They're yeah. like one of my favorite characters on Star Trek. And like after that, I just walked away. I was like, screw that guy. Yeah, I I thought he'd be one of the nice guys. Know who I'd figure would be a jerk? Jonathan Franks, old Riker. I figured he would have been the biggest jerk out of all of them. Well, guess what? Right after that, right after I met Jordy and he made me not happy, mm-hmm. I went over to because I had I had extra prints with me. I was getting the one I was getting signed, and I was getting them a print if they wanted one. So I went over to their table, and I was like, "Well, I was like, I just spent my last money with him." But I wanted you to have one of these prints, and he was like, "He was like, I really love this." He was like, "Did you show Gates McFadden yet?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> uh-huh. And he was like, "He's like, here, let me sign yours." And he signed it, and he was like, "Come meet Gates McFadden. Have you met what's her face? Have you met this guy? Have you?" And he brought me to each one of them, and got, I got every single autograph. Oh, like, awesome! Like, and I was like, "All right, so." <laughs> The happy Jonathan ending Frank of the story. Is the coolest out of all of them. Yeah. You know? Wow. It's great because it starts on such a bummer and then just ends so amazingly. Yeah, it's like, uh, but besides that, I don't think I've ever met anybody else that was ever, you know, everybody, they meet like thousands and thousands of people a day. Of course. So, you know, you, you can only put on, I mean, they, they're not excited to see everybody. No, of course. Yeah. But in because I deal with the same thing, I see thousands of people, and you just have to be like, okay, yeah, and you know, but you can't be rude to people and tell them to hurry up unless if they're being jerks. I don't think I was yeah. being jerks. You know, maybe it's just having an off day. You never know. But I've heard that with other people, but yeah, especially when you essentially tell them that they're your favorite on the show. Yeah, he was like, "You need to hurt." I was like, "I'm sorry," but it was stuck in there, and I was trying to get it out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on that note, I think that's all the time we have for today. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the stories. Those are some pretty amazing tales there. Uh, If you ever want to do another one, I'm sure I can think Uh, of some other ones. That sounds amazing. I would love to have you back. Thank you very much for joining. And I hope to have you on again soon. (laughs) 